1: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. I am excited. It is May 11th. It is warm in Vancouver for the first time in a long time. And not only do I have one of my favorite co-hosts, Cass, joining today, but we also have an amazing guest. And our guest's name is Jade. And Jade has so many cool parts of their life um they are not only an award-winning multi-instrumentalist published photographer filmmaker and recording engineer who has worked with the likes of universal records and co-founded their own record company they've worked with bands like headley dragon Force, children of bodum and many many more jade is also a trans woman and works hard in the local music industry to provide a place for magicians to share their new music news and hard work with the public in 2019 Started and supported the scene, which continues Jade's mission to promote local and indie music and other various Vancouver scenes. And, oh, my goodness, what a cool human being who's done so many things. Jade, welcome to the show. Cast, thanks for being my co-host again this week. Jade, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, If, if I didn't do it yeah. justice yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing. I, I always love when people... Um, I have the ability to try and take a whole human being and put it into a few sentences Um, just because in a way of like, it's really hard to uh, encompass someone's life journey. Um, You know, I started just doing music and then it became more, you know, going into the film industry when being in Vancouver Um, just because of the location of Vancouver and the boom of the film industry here. I never thought I hated doing um, film audio when I was in college But then now it pays my bills. And um, so the gradual evolution of that and then just, um, you know, learning more about myself and my sexuality and uh, becoming, uh, you know, um, empowered with with, uh, being able to announce not only to myself but to the world that I identify as a trans woman and uh what that means and what that entails and being able to to not only just be that for myself but try and be that for other people and to be uh, a gathering point and a conversation point where people can look and chat about uh trans uh issues and the community
1: that's awesome we appreciate you being here to share i mean you've had an incredible life that was hard to sum you up very very hard (laughs) Um, And and it definitely doesn't do justice. And that's why I'm so glad we have this whole hour here to get to know you more and and kind of share what you're passionate about and hopefully allow people to um, be able to identify with things that they might want to open up with that they're not ready to yet, too. Because you've, you know, you've gone through a lot in your life and you've experienced a ton and you're using it to inspire people. And I just I love it. So thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to meet both of you.
1: Cass, do you want to say hi to everyone so they know you're there?
3: (laughs) Hello! I'm lurking. Um, Hi everybody, I'm Cass. Uh, You might know me if you've listened to some of the shows that I've done. Um, Yeah, I uh, am super excited to be co-hosting this week uh, because I love talking to other members of the LGBTQ plus community who are doing cool stuff. Um, A bit about me, I am non-binary so I use they them pronouns and um, yeah, I have also had a, a bit of a journey of discovering my gender and sexuality and exploring what it means to me and um, what it can, what that knowledge can help me do for other people.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to be a great show today. <laughs> so Jade, take us back. You've accomplished so much in your life, but take us back to when you were a teenager. What were you like? What was your personality like? Where did you grow up? What were your big dreams?
2: So um, funny enough, uh, starting right back, I was born in Peru, um, but I was adopted from birth. So it means basically when I was old enough to be on an airplane, my parents came and picked my adoptive parents came and picked me up and we flew to Canada and um, that's where my life really started. So right off the bat, it was um, an unusual Start to an unusual life, and I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, which is a small town uh, just off of Vancouver. Um, but enough, far enough away where you know going to Vancouver was a big thing. It was a uh, it was a day trip, and uh, it was always you know like the big city. And so growing up in a small town where basically. There wasn't really a, a lot of ability to self discover yourself. Um, you know, it was in that age where when people said transvestite, uh, it was the Rocky Horror Picture Show and nothing else. And it was uh, an interesting time to try and discover yourself with the invention and the creation of the internet. And also, so much misinformation led around for people wanting to discover about themselves or about their their son, because uh, my parents, uh, my my mom in general, um, uh, would, you know, be once she found out about a few things, she would dive on the internet and you know, ask, G, search, and and do all this kind of research, and then she'd come to me with questions and that I, I that I had no answers for, and it was. An interesting time uh that sense and then on the flip side i was um very sports athletic but at the same time music was my life i did piano ever since i was four and uh have been maintaining that as my primary passion till up to today even
1: that's very cool um, and was music always a part of your life or when did that kind of enter your life because I know that's something that's you're super passionate about
2: It kind of has flown through me um, ever since I could get my hand on an instrument when I was younger than four I'd be at my grandma's house and she had a big piano and I'd go over and just kind of kind of play and you know how there's always a difference between uh, even seeing it with my own son um, the difference between you know someone going up and just hitting the keys you know just to make noise and then someone hitting the keys and then learning that different velocities they hit gives different sounds like the 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 turning of the the cogs in the head you know start to, to go and it's really really cool being able to now have my own son and watch his uh ex- exploration in the music was very similar mirrored uh like you know when i was young and uh, at my grandma's house and my grandma immediately was like you have to get this kid a piano. And my parents spent a good chunk of my college fund and got me a up piano just based on my grandma's recommendation.
1: Very cool. It sounds like you had incredibly supportive family members and that must have played a really important part of your journey for sure.
2: Yeah, um, I would be nowhere without my parents. Uh, They gave me the best childhood. Um, They gave me the most support anyone could ever ask. And it's one of the things why when you know when seeing and meeting other trans people um or other members of the community and seeing the hardship that so many people have to deal with with their parents with the communities with uh the world with uh on being online with trying to be themselves it it makes me you know it it makes me want to put my story out there and show that you know it's not all bad i had great parents that were very supportive and i meet other trans parents, uh, other trans, other parents that are that have trans kids now, uh, as uh, young, I did um, I did a, a educational meeting uh, with the school board, and I was able to be um, a, a transparent uh, on that board, and it was really cool meeting other parents of trans kids, uh, and their support for their kid is so cool, because uh, it's something which you know was very alien to me. It's just in a way of like, I didn't see a lot of that support in uh, the small town where I grew up aside from my own parents. So it was, it was uh, it's interesting how times have changed, but I would be nowhere without my parents right now.
1: Totally. And, and I know you're, tell me about support the scene. I, what what you just mentioned, it kind of makes me think about your project support the scene and, and, Your website and your blog, and and I know you have a podcast and a YouTube channel, I believe. And what's that all about? Is that
2: so? so, We don't have a support network? So so support the scene is, is all about supporting different uh, Vancouver scenes, whether it be the acting, whether it be theater, whether it be music, whether it be the LGBTQ community, but basically a, a building block and a fundamental ground for people to come share their stories, uh, come share their experiences, and then also uh, just be a part of this community that I'm trying to build. And I'm trying to break down a lot of walls between like, you know, Uh, there's a lot of dissonance between the film community and the music community, but there's so much connections between the two, but there's a lot of times where like musicians want to get a music video done, but they don't know any film people or the film people, you know, need music for their film, but they don't know any musicians or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm trying to break those barriers, connect these scenes. And um, one of my, my big things is trying to raise the, the, the general awareness of the, Uh, LGBTQ musicians that are around Vancouver and the amazing work that they do and it blows my mind that there's pockets of communities um, that are thriving right now um, with queer artists. And uh, really strong little small pockets uh, that I'd love to see band together and become a more mainstream identifiable because they're all playing these random underground venues that I've never heard of until someone told me about it, and then I'll go check it out. And there's like 50 kids, like it's all ages. They have 50 like teenagers packed in this room, uh, playing, you know, with this horrible PA, but everyone's there having the best time of their life. And I was I I was just so cool seeing different pockets of these things pop up. So trying to bring more light to that, um, as well as all the metal work, uh, the metal and the rock uh, work that I do around town as well. So
1: that's so cool. Um, you know, you, you the, the what you said at the very beginning of the show and what you were just talking about now. Um, there's, there's the word identity that everyone's talking about right now. And I'm just curious, what does identity, when it comes to being a musician, being Peruvian, being a doctor, being trans, being a musician, being a parent, what does, what does identity mean to you? And how do we put, do you feel, in your opinion, that we put too much importance on having our own identity or do we not put importance on it enough? Because some people think... Uh, And I've heard in this in so many conversations that sometimes we're so busy trying to find our identities, if that's that defines us. Or do you see it the other way around where just exploring new parts of yourselves creates an identity that that you can grow from? Like, what does it what does that mean to you, that word?
2: So funny enough that you picked that word in particular, just in a way of like last year, I did Identity, an all ages LGBTQ uh, friendly uh, music festival. Uh, We held it at the the Red Gates Art Center. We had a ton of bands. And it's all about um, just creating a space for all identities uh, to come together and express yourself through music. And like, as you said, identity is a strong word. And, you know, it's about your self-identity and being able to express that in any way that you want to want to express that, whether you want to be as chill and relaxed about it or you want to be as flamboyant and as out there as you want i think as long as no one's being hurt you're not inflicting yourself upon others you know you can be yourself in any way you want there's good ways on doing it there's bad ways on doing it um but it's you know you can be yourself and you can um you know represent yourself with your identity and i love because I don't want to slap labels on things. Labels is you know, like you have to, you know, if you're uh I I've had labels try to be slapped on me before. Like, okay, cool. I'm you know, I'm trans, but I'm not, you know, superly flamboyantly high pitched voice, drag queen loving, you know, that's not me. But yet that's what you know, they're like, Oh, you know, you're trans, oh cool, you must love drag queens. It's like, yeah, I love. I love drag queens, but they're not like, you know, they're not like, ah, it's, it's, it's not my end all or be all just, just because I'm, I'm transgender, um, which has nothing to do with the drag community at all. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, I don't know. So labels are very different than identity and identity is something that comes from within, at least to me in the way that like your self identity is something that you can learn and grow and develop. And it's never something that is ever like not changing it'll change every day it'll change um as things go on so
1: i love that you said that Cass. do you have anything to speak about on on that subject because i know that's something you're very passionate yeah, about I'd as well
2: about from Cass.
3: yeah um the for me uh one of the most important things to explore was the intersection of identity and expression um so my identity Um, as a a non-binary genderqueer person is fairly solid. My identity doesn't change from day to day, uh, but my expression does. Mm, Um, And, you know, you you mentioned uh, drag, and um, I completely get what you mean because drag is such a, a huge form of expression, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an identity. And when I do drag... Um, the way I express myself changes wildly from performance to performance, and it's not always um an exact match to my identity, which tends to remain the same so there's a lot of exploration and, and nuance in that concept of identity as it relates to expression, especially when it comes to gender and sexuality
2: well i, I agree wholeheartedly in the way of like as you you know as 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 your your the way you express one day I know people. Uh, that, you know, one day you want to uh, do it as, uh, you know, express yourself one way doesn't mean that's that's the same way you want to express yourself the next day. There's, there's nothing that binds you to, to that. So I, I love it that um, be, being able to express yourself however you feel is key.
1: And that's, I, I mean, that's really important. And I, and I love that both of you are passionate about it and brought that up because I, I think that's one of the biggest things when, when I talk to young people is now that the world is so open to us because of the internet and we can see everything good and bad, scary, you know, um, and, and so many people feel like they need to find their place uh, to find people that are that they can relate to and talk to because they'll understand because they've been through something, but there's so many things that you can become, whether it's a a career nowadays or you can travel and you can be passionate or you can be a homebody and things like that. And and they're trying to figure out who they are. And it's just, it's just interesting because I think sometimes they label themselves as opposed to find an identity that's their own and, 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 they don't realize that an identity can be something that's fluid and ever changing. So uh, we do have to go to a commercial break, but I love this subject and I would love to talk about it more as soon as we come back. We'll see you all shortly. Everyone Uh, back with Jade and Cass.
3: The internet's number one talk station. Number
0: one Hey you. Yeah. You, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336 globalteenwealth.org we're here to get you started on your future
1: every day we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads now there's a show that brings it all back down to earth tune in for today tomorrow's technologies with host jose negron We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron. Live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have
0: you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We're talking to Jade this week about uh, a whole host of issues, really. Um, And we were just chatting a bit about identity and its relation to uh, expression. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when, like, growing up, tell me uh, about about yourself, about your own experience, just in a way of... um, high school versus post high school and how you yourself, um, grew into your identity or how you shaped it. Like, like, like I'd love to know a bit.
3: Well, I grew up in New Zealand. Um, I moved to Canada relatively recently, about three and a half years ago after initially coming here for, uh, a s- semester of university. Um, so I grew up in Wellington, New Zealand and, um, in high school, I remember insisting to my best friend that I was the straightest girl you could ever meet. I was as straight as I could possibly be. Uh, and if I liked kissing my best friend in the hallways at lunchtime, it was just because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fast forward a few years later, I had a few realizations in quick succession and realized that I was neither straight nor a girl. Um, so my personal um, discovery of my gender and sexuality came relatively late in the piece I think I came out as bisexual at 19 and then as a lesbian at 20 and then by the time I was 21 I uh, I had the the light bulb moment about my gender and and sort of settled on non-binary is the best expression of that um, so yeah, I, I really didn't do the whole um, queer in high school thing um, because I I was so firmly in that compulsory cishet stage that a lot of us go through. Um, but definitely in, in college, I was starting to explore what it meant to be, um, first of all, not straight, and then a little bit later on, not cis. And I think... A, about by the time I was 22, 23, I, I pretty much had a handle on that, but it took a couple of years.
2: See, to, to me, it was nuts because um, I never knew, like, when, when in high school, it was very much like you're either gay or you're straight. And small towns, there was no out. Uh, there was no one that was out. Um, so it was I myself... Um, very strongly knew I was very different growing up. Um, but I had no, no words to put towards that. And as I said, in the beginning, like, like, um, I was, uh, cross-dressing from I, when I was barely able to walk. Um, like and when I was able to make my own fashion choices, um, there was a box of dress up clothes and like, I would mostly lean towards all the girls stuff. Um, just cause that's what I felt comfortable in my, my mom, you know, immediately, you know, started asking me about different things and whatnot. But, um, I, I never, like, if you ask any of my high school friends, it wasn't until they saw me years later. Uh, and even now I still get friends that I meet in the high school they come up and they're like, Hey, you're very different. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. You know, um, because, uh, You know, high school was there was no terms floating around. So when in grade 11, someone came from uh, we had a sex ed class and someone came from Vancouver all the way here to teach about the spectrum. And they talked about uh, uh, non-binary, just just that they talked about different things. And my mind was blown. My mind. Immediately, I I didn't know what to think because they were talking about all these different things you could be, and you didn't have to just be. Oh, you're straight or you're gay. Even yes. like sexual was very confusing in high school for me because it was it was it was like oh, but you're you're gay, but you're okay with you know the 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 blah 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 blah, and it yep. was weird. It was so so. I knew more about myself when I was young and then I was able to express it later when I got out of my small town. I immediately, the day I graduated, my car was already packed. Um, We were supposed to have like a grad sleepover uh, kind of situation in the gym. I snuck out, got in my car, hit the ferry and was in Vancouver while well, they were all doing their like you know their their dry grad kind of thing, and I was already moving into my apartment in Vancouver. Uh, that's how Amazing. Bad I got out of it. Um, not, not what you said. Oh yeah. wait, go ahead. It's just not that I had a bad childhood, but I just was so excited about the big city being able to to find about new things and express myself.
3: Yeah, and there's there's a a greater sense of community when you when you have a bigger population in one place. There's going to be more people. Like you, who are gonna gonna draw together, and I found that same thing um, when I moved to Vancouver. Uh, what you said about uh, having the words to put to your identity was like I. It reminded me of when I was a kid and the way that I used to play some similar kind of thing with dress ups. Mm. Um, and I used to wear a little floral waistcoat that I had and and play these games. And I was adamant that I was a boy. I was so convinced that I was a boy in everything I did. I was a boy in all my games. And yet I would also put on skirts and dresses and I did ballet and, and I was in some senses very, very girly and uh, which, which makes me laugh when I talk to my mother and she says, Oh, but I had no hint when you were a kid that you might be, (laughs) you know, this way. I'm like, did you really not get a hint? Not even one when I was singing along to the Spice Girls and changing the lyrics to the Spice Boys because it was about me and I was a boy.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my but God.
3: I didn't have the words for it until so much later. And um, and I, I remember in uh, high school, I, I did a student exchange to Denmark when I was 16, 17, and I remember telling the boys in my class because uh, was a, we were a class of 28 and only seven were boys. And so those seven boys were super close with each other. And I remember telling one of them, you know, I want to be in this really close group of boys with you because I feel like that's where I belong, but I don't want to be in your group of boys as, as that girl who's friends with the boys. I just want to be a boy with you. But at the same time, I, I knew that I wasn't strictly a boy, um, but I didn't have the words to put to any of that until I met um, the woman who's now my fiance. Uh, who on our first date, I I looked at her Tumblr profile, and I said, why do you have two names here? And there was a a female name and a male name. I said, why do you have two names on your profile? And she said, oh, I'm I'm non-binary. And I was like, what's that? Oh, cool, cool. Like, this is super uncomfortable. I have no experience with this. And then I looked up what non-binary actually meant, and the light bulb went off.
2: That's amazing. And
3: suddenly, yeah. having that word to put to it made everything make sense.
2: Well, well, that's the thing because, like, I, 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 well, up until um, two years ago, even, um, I was like, oh, I'm just a crossdresser. I'm just a crossdresser. I'm just a crossdresser. And then it wasn't until um, I started uh, really trying to work on my weight and, like, I, I wanted to, because um, I've always struggled with uh, when I was young. I was tiny. I was like super slim, um, very uh, like I had no hair on my body, Um, still don't. But um, I was able to, when I moved to the city, pass immediately. And then you know years of being in bands and drinking beer and whatnot, and um, has made my body you know a little not what I wanted it to be. So when I started tackling that and uh, wanting to shape my body, um, I quickly realized oh, I really want to lose weight to be able to look better in one-piece and two-piece swimsuits, like, when I dress up kind of thing. And then I realized, well, it's not that I I want to, like, lose weight to do that. It's that I want to change my body. And meeting other trans people in the community and talking with them and their stories and their their... Uh, childhood, you know, a lot of them transitioned, uh, start taking hormones when they were young. And I was scared that I had missed it, the, the mark. And I was like, oh man, now that I've grown up, you know, maybe I shouldn't even think about it. But um, I realized quickly that like um, everyone starts to journey differently and um, uh, like wanting to change my body and reach a shape that would have never worked if I stayed on the course course that I was going to, no matter how much weight I lost, I would have never had those. I would never have the curves. I would never have the chest. I would never have that. I would never be happy. And so I was able to confront myself and talk about, you know, inner dialogue about why I wanted to make this change and then how important it was to me uh, and then come out to the world and be like, you know, I'm going to go for this. And I have the most amazing support from Everyone in the music community, I have the most amazing support from all my friends and my family. Um, and uh, I, can't, I, I, I can't think about that decision without putting a smile on my face.
3: That's wonderful. The, having the community just makes it so much easier to figure those things out. Um, there's, there's a sense of whatever decision you make, there's probably someone else you can talk to who's already done it.
2: Yes, uh, and, which and, makes
3: and, it so much less scary.
2: Yeah. And being able to to and being able to ask the questions um, on like joining Facebook uh, groups was one thing. But being able to ask an in-person uh, friend, a couple friends of mine and be like, did this happen or should I be worried about this? And they would laugh and be like, no you're not going to start getting periods. Don't worry. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, right? You know, like questions that you feel embarrassed asking online that you could actually just ask someone that has been through it and they would talk to you about it. And it was I, – I enjoyed that a lot more than the online just because online, it's great and there's great communities out there. But um, it almost, to me, feels a bit like a fandom in the way of like there's some – Great things about it, but there are some things that can be really toxic about it, and you just have to learn to stay away from uh, things or people that are toxic, and focus on the positivity.
3: Yeah, and it's a lot easier when you're in person to have a, a conversation with someone without misunderstandings or interjections. Um, yeah, I found that uh, especially in larger online support groups. While you know the the support group itself is fine. Just the volume of input on every conversation, um, it makes it more difficult to actually get the the info and the insight that you need compared yeah. to talking to someone in person.
2: Yeah, I had um, I had one very discouraging conversation uh, right when I had um, um, right when I had transitioned and I started vlogging. Um, I will I wanted to, to vlog my and I still do vlog um, my entire journey and I wanted to put it up on YouTube and I did two videos and then I started joining some uh, trans Facebook groups and I shared my video on it and was like hey I'm new Uh, I'm just starting my transition on hormones Um, you know I'd love people to check this out and immediately I had one of the admins uh, right underneath and was just like you shouldn't do this you you know it'll ruin your life um you'll be homeless you'll no one will hire you for a job and I was just like whoa like why and then you know uh she took down the video and I messaged her and I was like what do you mean and she's like you know being transgender and putting it out there has done nothing but ruin my life you know my bosses are able to look on YouTube and find out that I'm transgender and they won't hire me or they won't promote me. And then I became homeless and all this horrible stuff. And I was like, whoa, that's horrible, but that's not what's gonna happen to me. I mean, I had no clue, but I was like, I don't like, I work for myself. I can't fire myself as much as I want to, um, you know, and and just just like uh, having that introduction uh, to, to the trans community scared me so hard. And once again, it was just someone being toxic with their own insecurities uh, that was actually turned out to be very jealous of uh, watching my vlogs and how easy I had uh, time. And they they even to, to, to today still are a thorn in my side <laughs> at times.
3: It can be really hard to reconcile that, you know, seeing someone else be successful versus how much you yourself have been hurt. And it sounds like um, she was projecting quite a lot of that onto you and, and uh, um, yeah, exactly. disguising it as concern for you.
2: Exactly. And that's the thing. Cause I'm like, I want to put it out there to have people have hope that there's good things. I want to put it out there for people to be like, wow, it's being, you know, this could work out really well. Or, you know, like, I want to put the positivity out there and that's that's what i've been trying to do ever since um i came to vancouver really is to inspire uh and to uh use my experiences uh to help people learn about themselves and about other journeys and things even in the music in the film and the photography everything of mine i try and make as public as possible so people can be like whoa you know do I have to go to school in order to start working in film no you don't you know you could do this uh I did go to school I did spend $30,000 but yeah it's great but you can always hear my pros and cons about it so I love I love hearing people come to me later and be like thanks for the advice that was awesome I did my own thing which is great uh but I really enjoyed um uh learning from you
3: yeah Brandy, do you have something to add?
2: I think she's saw oh. mic muted.
3: Brandy's got herself muted. Yeah.
1: Oh, am I muted? Oh my goodness, I pressed the button twice. I accidentally <laughs> muted myself, I'm sorry. I was just so engaged in your conversation. I was just listening here on my couch. Um, I just want to pop back to one thing that you said when you were talking about body image and, um, and you said I would never be happy and I just, what I'm just curious. Th- there's so much fear and miseducation, and, and it's it's really sad that we are afraid to talk about things, and and that all we truly want at the end of the day is for all of our friends and family to be happy and healthy. And I'm just curious, what what does happiness mean to you? Like, what is some people see happiness as as success? Some people see it as the perfect body, the perfect family. What what does it mean to you, Jane?
2: Um, for for me, uh, uh, I t- happiness is being content waking up and feeling energized and feeling excited about the day um mm-hmm. so when i wake up and i want to open my closet and i could pick anything that's happiness to me if i feel like oh i don't really want to wear shorts because I, uh, you know i i haven't uh been eating right you know i i feel very self-conscious i there's things i can do that to help to to, to just you know, okay, cool. I'll focus on eating a little bit better. And then bam, I feel better about myself. That's happiness to me. There's things I can work on with myself that make me happier.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think we all have kind of a different picture of what happy means to us. And I, I remember even talking to my mom and she's like, what? I said, what do you want for your kids? And she's like, happiness. And I was like, oh, good. Okay, then I'm happy. And so you you given everything. She was giving me life advice like mothers do all the time. And she goes, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, happiness. I want you to be happy and healthy and, and have a really good bank account. <laughs> she changed her answer quickly after that. So I just love knowing what everyone's kind of idea. of. Cass, we have about 30 seconds before the break. What, what's your idea of
3: happiness? Um, my idea of happiness is being able to look in the mirror and like the person that I am, um, mm-hmm. not even in a physical sense, but just being able to meet my eyes in the mirror and going, "Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with living in this person.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. And, and that, yeah, I didn't mean to focus too much on the physical, just in a way of like, I, I, you know, I wake up and I'm like, I'm excited about the day. And that to me is happiness. And I if I can see that in my own son, wake up and love the day. That to me is happiness.
1: I love that. 100%. Living in living in that moment and, and experiencing that moment for the day. I find gratitude comes most easily when you're grateful for what you have right at that moment and what's coming. But we do have to go to our last commercial break, everyone, and then we'll be right back with more of Cass and Jane.
0: Stimulating talk gets those
2: synapses in the brain firing really fast.
0: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out globalteenwealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a a free gift when you join or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN that's 1-855-866-8336 globalteenwealth.org we're here to get you started on your future are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports if so tune in to the mike abadir show it's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
3: Streaming live. The leader in Internet
0: talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com tuned into to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com Now, back to this week's show.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. I didn't forget to unmute my microphone this time. <laughs> we are still here with Jade. Um, Jade's got a really great um, band that he's played with for a while and is super passionate about mental health, staying creative during quarantine, and making music. Um, Jade, why don't you tell us a little bit about Fallen Stars and and how you stay creative during this time as well.
2: So Fallen Stars is um, where we classify ourselves as an LGBTQ female-fronted hard rock band. Um, Sometimes we classify ourselves as pop metal because we tend to have uh, a more accessible sound uh, than a lot of uh, metal. Uh, But we still love those uh, hard-hitting rock kind of tones. And even our singer, uh, Rose, um, who uh, is super talented in a bunch of different areas, um, she has taught herself how to do the classic death metal screams and that kind of thing. So it's given us an even harder edge. So, uh, But we uh, work really hard in um, promoting um, being... A part of the LGBTQ community, but also being able to just be yourself, and uh, you know, you can you can be completely gay and you can still love metal. And you can be as, you know, punk rock as you want. And you can still be, you can still love Drake. You, you can do anything. And that's what we're trying to build. Uh, we had the, the, the privilege of uh, playing East Van Pride last year. Uh, we were um, very excited on working with Burnaby Pride this year. Uh, but of course, with the virus uh, having shut down everything, um, that won't happen this year, but we're excited for next. Um, we worked really hard in... Uh, make our music accessible um empowering and uh just fun to listen to we want to make people move and rock out and feel strong about themselves and it's great we've had so many shows we put on a, a fallen fest each year with tons of band we had an amazing um uh group of lineup uh, last year where we had uh everything from like uh kind of japanese inspired rock dance pop group to death metal bands and it was fantastic and we just love building the community here in Vancouver, uh and and all over the world we've had people reach out to us um since i'm very out about being transgender in the band and i have i have a flag that waves on top of my bass when i play live um and you know people come up to me afterwards and they talk to me and i we have uh handbills at all of our shows talking about um, mental health hotlines and things like that for, for, for people, if, if they want places to reach out, we're always here. If people want to fire us questions or talk to us about anything mental health related about being queer or about uh, anything music related as well. We want to uh, be inviting for everyone um, and just be there, be present. Yeah, um, you know, it's been uh, we recently just released um, uh, a new song um, called Our Stand, which is about uh, transgender empowerment. Um, and it's been shared by all the local pride uh, social medias, and I'm very proud of it. I sing on it, which is very different than most of our songs as Rose's lead singer. Um, I in my home studio. I uh, wanted to to really put it out there, and it was personal to me. So we worked hard and got it out ahead of schedule, and um, it's been a pleasure seeing it. Uh, seeing many trans people uh, comment down below on it and say that they love it, so it's been it's been really cool. That's and, amazing.
3: And- uh, oh, sorry, I was just going to ask where where can we find that music if we want to check out Fallen Stars? Where would we look?
2: We are all on our, everyone's streaming. So if you want to check us out on Spotify, we have a band camp. Um, But I mean, for that new song, it's exclusively on our YouTube channel as we're trying to funnel more people over uh, to check it out. And it's an easy, accessible and shareable uh, link. Um, I will share it in the comments uh, of and also you can check out our Facebook page to find everything about us and what we're up to
3: nice very cool and brandy
1: uh yeah i was just curious i was actually gonna ask too i because i was like oh, how do i follow even more and support even more so i'll definitely uh check out the youtube link and i know that's all going to be in the bio for people as well all the different social media links um and and during this time um How are you staying busy? I know you're really passionate about being creative and you are so creative in so many different areas of your life. How are you maintaining that creativity with social distancing and how are you maintaining your level of mental health during this time and helping others do that?
2: Well, funny enough, when it started, um, I was at the, um, I had just been hired as um, uh, working in a toy store on Commercial Drive uh, as a full-time trans woman, which was my first ever full-time trans woman job. And I was super excited and then all this happened and of course the toy store had to uh, close down temporarily um, so I got relieved um, big shout out there amazing and super supportive of me which was, uh, was really awesome being able to be of, uh, to go every day uh, and work as a full time trans woman uh, and they're super cool about it um, but when this all happened I went from being super out there To because i've always worked at home i've always uh, had my home studio i've always done all my films uh edited myself done all that kind of stuff so i'm very independent in the way of, of of that so it was easy to transition to okay cool i'm just more at home now but from being very out there uh with working with the toy store and with working with people every day it it actually threw me into a good solid week of uh mental health problems and i had to uh, cuz i i deal with mental health every day uh battling anxiety and depression um and it's hard and as anyone with it knows that uh it's not just something that just goes away it's not something that just gets cured it's something that you have to think about and deal with uh uh daily and constantly and uh it's it's a pain and uh, when this whole thing started, I had a big flare up uh, and got really sad about uh, all the cool things that I could have been doing or I don't know what I'm going to do anymore because uh, I was on such an easy path. And uh, it really made me reevaluate. And then I, I, I got back into the swing of working uh, with all the videos and the music and really empowered myself again and then got excited about the future we started finishing our new record with the band and that got me into like cool no matter how long this goes on i can keep doing my thing and and I can connect with other people. The whole uh, live streaming thing has been really cool. Uh, connecting with different shows like yourself uh, to be able to put out my word has been really helpful. Anything to reach other people and to chat and to build more of that community has gotten me through some rough times.
3: I, uh, I've noticed a similar thing in myself um, with that initial plunge in the mental health. Um, and... I think the perspective that I wish someone had given me right at the beginning of the quarantine was, um, it, it doesn't matter how long it takes for us to get back to doing the things that we wanted to be doing during this time because we have time. Like yes. the, the, you know, movies that I wanted to make and the people I wanted to hang out with. Well, you know, all going well, still be there at the end of this and what we do to fill the time and connect with each other while we're trying to get through this doesn't have to be necessarily working towards the same goals that we wanted to be working towards right
2: now. A hundred percent. And one of the big things too, is that you can, there's, there's no one with a stick on your back saying, do something every five minutes. You can take the time. You can you can sit back. You can have lazy days, uh, and you can feel okay about it. Um, not you know like from going from a strict timeline where oh man I really want to work on this 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 film and get the project out by next month. Uh, you know or like oh man I got to start planning this next thing uh, and then going to a complete standstill where you just can't. It's okay to let yourself. You know, be like, you know what? I'm. I didn't do much today, and that's okay. And it took me a hard time to deal with that mentally with myself, in the way of just um, being okay with it myself. I'd wake up and I'd feel anxiety because I didn't know what to do with myself that day, and I had to come to peace uh, with, you know, I'll just do a few things, work on a few things, and then if the rest of the day goes by, it goes by.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And, and finding something to do just to make the day feel like it was a day without necessarily having to be productive or accomplish something, um, just to make the day okay to inhabit.
2: Yes. And I think one of the things about that is, uh, being able to look back and reflect, um, having small checklists has has helped me even things like, Oh, cool. Make sure I have groceries for tomorrow. If I can do that, I feel okay with being able to just do whatever I want because I'm like, okay, I I did that. And then it's I sit down and I feel accomplished about that. I uh, absorb it and it makes me comfortable with myself and my mental state instead of feeling like, oh, my goodness, I haven't done anything today. Yeah.
3: I think that's a good perspective to have, especially when – this is such unfamiliar territory for all of us.
2: And, yeah. you know, and and it affects a lot of creative people because everyone's going so run and gun that um, it's inspired a lot of people to make you know TikTok accounts, to make new Instagram accounts. And the creative boom has been awesome. Uh, and I've, I love to see everyone's uh, take and learning to work together on this. It blows my mind.
1: That's awesome. I'm glad that you really touched on mental health there and how you your own experience with it and how I think some people think that they need to achieve a lot every day or they feel like they're wasting, wasting time or they're unsuccessful. And, and I like that you said, just knowing that I have to get groceries tomorrow, when you have those tough days, allowing yourself to take that time, and just make one thing that you have to do. And that's a sense of accomplishment. And it's something that we as humans tend to need sometimes especially during a, a difficult time like this so i'm glad you mentioned that
2: and, and um, you need to sit with your accomplishments you know you can absorb them you can't just rush over them or else you don't feel like you accomplished it
1: mm. that's a good point it's like absorbing them is sometimes hard because you're you're so in the okay what's next as opposed to sitting down and being grateful for what you just achieved and what you have um we only have one minute left before the end of the show so I have to ask you a question that I ask everyone um, before we end the show. I love it's, this question. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, if, if the entire world shut down and, well, kind of scary comparison. Um, if the entire world stopped and had to watch 15 to 20 seconds of you on TV telling one important message that you felt the whole world needed to hear or you wanted to share with them, what would your message be?
2: It would be to stop, uh, literally, what we were talking about in the last five minutes. Stop and enjoy smelling the uh, the roses in in a way of like, you know, you can you've done so much to be where you are now, and looking back is great at self reflection in the way of like, the fact that you're still alive, that you're created so many cool things, that you've met so many cool people, and that you've probably inspired a lot of cool stories. Uh, throughout all your interactions with people just is the one thing that you can sit back and you can look at and you can be like, that's really cool. Or looking at old photos, you know, take take some time and enjoy yourself because you are really cool and everyone I meet is really cool.
1: Jaden, Cass and I think you're really cool and we thank you for coming on the show and we'll make sure everyone can reach out to you on the bio. Thank you so much for joining us and Cass, once again, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you. Yes, it was a pleasure meeting you too.
1: All right, everyone, we'll see you same time, same place next week, live at five on Teen Wealth Radio on Voice America. Thanks for joining us again, and thanks to our fabulous guest.